Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where our goal is helping others delight in Christ for the sake of becoming more like Christ with the hope of multiplying disciples of Christ. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Abide Podcast. Last week, we wrapped up our discussion over what the Abide Podcast is about, and we ended by talking about the importance of multiplying disciples and making that your personal mission. And I am really excited about the next five episodes because we are going to unpack a tool that I have found so helpful when I personally read the Bible. And so this tool is something that I have previously mentioned, but I haven't really gone into detail because we're gonna spend five episodes going over it. And that is called the Abide Bible Reading Method. This is something that the Coastal College team came up with for our students to help them learn how to read the Bible on their own and really how to get the most out of their Bible reading time. A short overview of what the Abide Method stands for is acclimate, behold, interpret, dwell, and exercise. So we're going to spend one episode on each of those five words. And today we are going to talk about acclimate and the importance of acclimating your heart before you start reading the Bible. So I have with me today a really amazing guest. He is one of our student leaders for Coastal College. He's on senior staff and his name is Jesus. And this is going to be his second year serving with us, but his third year in our ministry. So, Jesus, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, Laura, thank you for having me. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, my name is Jesus. Um, I'm a graduate student at Texas A&M Galveston. Um, I'm pursuing my master's in maritime administration and logistics. Uh, I'm a BOI, so I'm born on the island. BOI, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've lived in Galveston my entire life, Mm -hmm. past 22 years. And, yeah... um, I came to faith two years ago, and um, yeah, two years ago when I first came to Coastal. So yeah. I'm really excited about all of this and the growth that I've seen and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that two years ago you first stepped into Coastal College, mm-hmm. not a believer, and now you're on this podcast with me, and right? you're on our senior staff. That's so amazing. That's just a testament to what God's done in your life. Yeah, it, it truly is. I still remember the first day or the first night that I went to Coastal College. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was actually getting ready to go out that night. And then some of my friends were like, hey, do you want to go to Coastal? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll check it out. (laughs) And here I am two years later. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Leading leading group. So, yeah, it's it's definitely been very, very fruitful. Fruitful. There we go. (laughs) Jesus loves that word. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jesus, as you are probably aware of, I ask the same question to every guest who is on my podcast. So what is your favorite smell? I thought about this all day because I truly didn't know what to put or what even to say. Um, But I guess my favorite smell is lavender. Okay. I really enjoy, this is going to sound so weird, but I really enjoy the way it makes me feel. Okay. I just sort of smell it. Oh, man. It's (laughs) It's really... It's really soothing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And then, um, but uh, today when I went into work, um, my one of my coworkers had like this little scentsy thing mm. and uh, it smelled really good. And I guess it's because it's fall or something, but it was like this pumpkin pie type scentsy. Ooh. It smelled really good. And I really, I really thought there was some dessert like in the break <laughs> room, but I was disappointed that there wasn't very disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you win some, you lose some. So yeah. 
But yeah, I guess those are my favorite smells. Nice. I think fall smells are some of the best smells. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. If I could, if there was like a, uh, a scent in heaven, <laughs> I, I, hopefully it would be this pumpkin pie slash fall scent. <laughs> I feel like there will be multiple scents in heaven, you know? I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me and sure, yeah. talking about um, the discipline, really, of acclimating your heart before the Lord. And that's just our way of saying praying to the Lord mm-hmm. um, and kind of preparing your heart for what he has in store for you through the Bible, through what you're about to start reading. And the reason why we wanted to start with acclimate before we even get to the Bible is because we find it so important to position your heart in front of the Lord in its raw and vulnerable and humble state Mm -hmm. so that he can do the most transformative work in your heart. Yeah. So my first question for you is why should you acclimate your heart before reading the Bible? Why is that even important? Mm -hmm. So the way I usually think about prayer or even acclimate is um, I I think of the example uh, stretching before you go on a run Mm -hmm. or maybe during the wintertime, you know, you let your motor run before Mm -hmm. um, you actually start driving. It's sort of you're you're sort of preparing yourself for what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, you know, you're just getting ready and you're just preparing yourself to be um, with the Lord, with God, and um, just be ready to indulge in his presence and in his word. Mm. And that's that's a great thing. Yeah. To kind of echo what you were saying about mm-hmm. preparing your heart for the Lord, I think it also positions you to surrender to God. Yeah. Um, coming to the Bible with the intention of hearing God, hearing what he has to say, hearing what he's already said in his word, is so important because I think so many times we tend to come to God with our own agenda, but really God has already set out his agenda for us. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's so important to come with the right intentions to reading the Bible is because I know a lot of different people who have read the Bible for themselves, cover to cover. Mm -hmm. They know what it says, but they don't believe it because they didn't come with the intention of hearing from him, with the intention of finding out more about the characteristics of God. Um, Instead, they came with their own agenda to maybe disprove the Bible or um, whatever it may be. And an example that I like to give, (laughs) I think this is so funny. Um, One of my textbooks in my church history class in seminary is written by an atheist. Really? Yeah. He How odd. <laughs> it is very odd, right? And when when my professor told me this, I was like, what? That makes no sense to me. I mean, he's a great historian. Yeah. And he has his facts right, but he doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And so that's just proof enough that you can hear the gospel and you can know the right things to say. You can know what the Bible says without actually letting it transform your heart. Mm-hmm. But God's intention with the Bible is to transform people's hearts. Exactly. It truly, the gospel truly transforms our hearts, kind of like how you're saying it. It mm-hmm. sort of changes our desires too. Mm, um, yeah. I'm reminded of, a, of this verse in James 4. Um, and it says that when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And that's mm. not what the gospel is about. The gospel is about true life mm. transformation and, you know, um, you know, picking up our cross daily and mm. um, truly crucifying the desires of the flesh and pursuing godly things. Yeah. And um, just to add on one last thing about um, why we should acclimate, you know, mm. kind of like I said early, uh, earlier, 
the purpose of prayer is truly to have a conversation with God. I mean, we have a relationship with God. We want to talk to God. Mm. Sometimes when I pray, I even just start off I'm like, what's up, God? I'm like, just, yeah. like just catching up with him. <laughs> uh-huh. And it sounds so weird, but um, that's truly how I uh-huh. I picture prayer. Just having a conversation with God and, you know, catching up with him. The Christian faith is a relationship with God. Exactly. And what do you do in relationships? You, you talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to the other person and you let them know what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. They let you know what's going on in their life. God's already spoken to us through his word. Exactly. And the way we speak to God is through prayer. Mm-hmm. I think one last point I'll add here is that the Bible is a divine book. And so it needs divine guidance and insight. Yeah. Um, we are finite beings and we cannot comprehend the things of God on our own. We need the Spirit's guidance in it. Acclimating your heart before the Lord not only lets you set the tone of your heart before him, but it also gives you a chance to ask him for his guidance into his word. Because let's be real, the Bible has a lot of, you know, interesting things in it that we may not understand right away. Very interesting things. <laughs> and so <laughs> being able to... um Come to the Bible, first and foremost, um, with the intention of hearing from God, but then also asking him, this is this is your word. Help me to understand it. Exactly. It's just being humble before the mm-hmm. Lord and asking for his help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants to give it. Exactly. Or mean, else that's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole point of the cross. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Also, why would he have a Bible and not let it be understood by his people? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. Well, um. What does your personal acclimate time look like? Uh, Mm And what are some things that you do to help acclimate your own heart? So before I go into like what my personal time looks like, I'll share this one quote that I heard when I first came to Coastal and Mm -hmm. Chris was talking, giving a message about uh, prayer. And one of the things he said was, give God the best of the best, not the best of the rest. Mm. Meaning, you know, um, as soon as you wake up, you know, you can truly give God your undivided attention, usually in your mornings. If you wake up a little earlier, you have nothing going on and you can truly mm-hmm. not be distracted by anything. Mm. And so if you we were to give them the best of the best, you know, that's usually what that looks like, at least for me. And then the best of the rest, you know, you just think about how busy you are throughout the day. Um, you go to I mean, for me right now, a lot of students, uh, they go to school, they work out in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, they have lunch, they have a very physically and mentally exhausting day. Mm. And so as soon as they get back to their dorm or their apartment, um, they just you know, they sort of just shut down. And then once they once they actually realize that, you know, oh man, I haven't spent any time with the Lord today. I didn't read my Bible or pray at all. It sort of feels like more of like a chore instead of you actually wanting to do it. Yeah. I think when you also come to God in that manner, it falls under the legalism side because it now becomes, oh man, well, I have to do this instead of I want to do this. I want to spend time with God. Yeah. And that's not what God wants either. He doesn't want you to spend time with him because you have to. He wants you to spend time with him because he wants to spend time with you. Exactly. It sort of just falls back on like the motives of your heart and Mm -hmm. truly why you're doing it. And so then I guess um, what my personal uh, acclimate time looks like. So um, I'm always reminded by Matthew 6 and um, what Jesus says uh, towards the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, he says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Um, and so usually what I do, um, I just go into my room, I close the door. Mm. Um, I'm not praying for anyone's approval. I'm praying because mm. I, I want to have that conversation with God. Mm-hmm. 
and um, this is gonna sound so weird, but um, usually as soon as I close my door, I turn some ambient sounds on, mm. sort of like some instrumental worship music. <laughs> Set <laughs> and, the mood. Yeah, setting the vibe. <laughs> and then I dim, I so I have like these weird lights in my room, and so I dim the lights to where they sort of turn into like a warmish color. Mm-hmm. And then I have like my um, my uh, candle plug in, mm-hmm. so I usually sit right next to it. So. I, I set the vibe, I set the mood, <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, just able to truly concentrate on praying mm. and um, giving my undivided attention to God. Mm. Because um, if I don't have a good prayer before I start, or if I don't have a good uh, a good prayer time before I start reading or before mm. I start my day, I've noticed that my day is just completely thrown off schedule. It's like mm. off balance, and I'll just, tr- I'll just, I feel like I'm playing catch up the entire day. Mm. So... What I really like about that example Mm -hmm. of how you pray is that it really encompasses all of your senses Mm -hmm. and everything that you are. You get away from people and all of the distractions. You get into an atmosphere that, you know, every part of your senses are stimulated in a way. Like that sounds weird, but (laughs) you, you like, you understand what I'm saying. And it's this picture of giving you're everything to exactly. the Lord, mm-hmm. which I love that. That's, that's a really great, mm-hmm. that's a really great example. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, usually I've noticed as well that when I pray, um, in that setting compared to, I guess in my living room, because, you know, I'm just short on time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm not fully there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many distractions in your living room. <laughs> yeah, there definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> So you kind of already touched on this. And I think we've touched on this a lot so far is, again, um, this is a time for you to express your true feelings to God, to come mm-hmm. and confess those things to him. The purpose of prayer is for you. It's not for God, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not for you to express something to God that he doesn't already know about you right? Mm -hmm. He's God. He knows everything there is to know about you way more than you know about yourself. And so the purpose of prayer is for you to come and position yourself before the Lord to hear from him and to be transformed from him. Mm -hmm. I think that recognizing that is the first step in being able to give your honest prayers to God, knowing that prayer is for you, your benefit, it's for your purpose and your heart. I think that could change the way people pray. Mm-hmm. Once you make that distinction, the way you view prayer changes mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. you tend to see it as a way to personally grow in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're human beings, right? Uh, yeah. Last time I checked, I think we were. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we get distracted easily, right? We get in Very. moods where we don't want to pray or where we don't want to read our Bible. So what do you do when it's hard for you to focus on praying or when you don't feel like it? Man, um, I think I run into that problem every single day. Mm. Um, So usually uh, when I don't pray or when I find it hard to pray, um, I guess in my experience, I've found out that um, it means that I've distracted myself with a thousand other things that just take away from my time for prayer. You also need to realize how important prayer is because you know without god we can't do anything you know Mm -hmm. he 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 really is the author of our lives and so um as soon as we ask for that help as soon as we make um that initial contact with him through prayer Mm -hmm. that's when um we truly begin to see how important prayer is and you know conversation Mm -hmm. um 
and this is going to sound, um, I guess, odd, but if you're having a hard time with prayer, <laughs> I don't want to say just pray about it, <laughs> but I would, <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of, that's sort of like the answer as well, because yeah. um, you just have to have some honest prayer with God. And one of the things that I usually pray about when, you know, I'm in this season, mm. uh, just stir affections in my heart uh, so I can desire you and mm. get back on, on that routine because you really have to rely on on discipline during mm-hmm. um, this specific season of your life. Yeah. So telling God when you don't want to pray to him or when you don't want to read his word mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Because that's what he wants. He wants you to go to him, not in just when you are on fire for God, not when you're at your lowest point. He wants those middle areas as well. When you're in a mundane season of your life and you're kind of numb in a sense mm-hmm. to to God or to spiritual things and you just like don't want to do it expressing that to God is so important in those seasons and Mm -hmm. then going a step further and like you said asking him to give you those desires to stir your affections for him Mm -hmm. I mean it's not going to happen the next day you know that would be great it it might for some people but um, having that continuous and honest prayer like we've said multiple times before is so, so vital to actually having a sweet prayer life and a fruitful prayer life. I said it. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) So I will say, do it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's why it's a discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, things that are disciplines aren't always fun to do. Yeah. I think everyone can relate to that, Mm -hmm. right? Part of spiritual disciplines is prayer. And so when you're not in the mood, you just have to force yourself to do it. Like that sucks to hear and Mm -hmm. it kind of sucks to do in the moment but in the long run it is so much more beneficial than just like ignoring it yes um i'm reminded of this uh of this quote um that john piper um this this one thing that john piper said uh, Mm -hmm. when i was exploring i guess uh, how to uh how to better my prayer life if Mm -hmm. that's even a saying i guess Mm -hmm. and he was making the argument of how, you know, just to live, we have to drink water and we have to breathe air. And, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we need to do all these other things to be physically alive. He says, just how there are physical means of life, there are spiritual means of grace. And so mm-hmm. one of the ways that uh, we can see grace is uh, through prayer. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just really important just to, just to keep a steady prayer life mm-hmm. simply be to, um, experience that, that means of grace. Yeah. It's, it's a way of maintaining your lifeline. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, one of the things I do whenever I'm just not in the mood to pray is I get out my journal. And I mean, I'll, I'll journal for other things as well. Um, but specifically, when I don't want to pray is a time that I for sure get out my journal and I start writing. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Not only does that help me stay focused, but it also helps me keep a track of my prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many journals on my bookshelf that I can go back and look through from years ago and I can see what I prayed for and how God's been faithful through the different seasons of my life. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes in my journals, I will come across a page or, you know, <laughs> multiple pages of just straight scribbles, multiple pages, <laughs> multiple pages of just scribbles because sometimes I'm lazy. Um, but I know that I need to like 
do something with my hand to to keep my mind from wandering. Yeah. So I'll start writing and you can like make out what I'm writing and then I'll just start scribbling <laughs> mm-hmm. because that way at least my mind is still engaged because my hand is moving and it's it's writing something down even if it's just scribbles. Yeah. Um, I mean even doing something ridiculous like that can help you stay focused when you're praying and not having your mind keep wandering. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, focus looks different for everybody. So yeah. you could be writing out your prayers and that's how you pray, or you could mm-hmm. just, you know, say them, say them out loud or in your head. Yeah. Prayer looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this is something that I hear a lot from people of, well, I just, I don't know how to pray or I'm not good at prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've all been, in this state. Let me let me um, tell you right now, no one's good at prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one has mastered prayer other than, you know, maybe Jesus. Um, no, maybe. No, maybe. He has. He has mastered prayer. God, yeah. don't. <laughs> don't count this against me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like, no one is perfect except Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so only Jesus has the perfect prayers. So what would you say to someone who is struggling with prayer whether that is they don't know how to pray or they find it boring or hard or they think they're not good at it, what mm-hmm. would you say? I guess to the to the listener that thinks that, let me share this quick example so that way I can uh, sort of lead where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier this, this semester, uh, Coastal Leadership went on a retreat. And at the end of that retreat, um, you know, after team bonding and just a lot of fun and the Coastal Cup, <laughs> um, uh, Chris gave us this blank sheet of paper and he wanted us to make a schedule. And so, you know, all the guys are sitting on one side, all the girls are sitting on the other side for some reason. Um, and, you know, one of the guys, I look at his schedule and I'm like, hey, like, what do you do first thing? Like, what's the first thing you do? He's like, oh, well, I work out in the morning. So as soon as he said that, another guy was like, hey, I also work out in the morning. And so I guess from there, we all sort of made this account accountability group mm-hmm. of just the guys or should I say the boys, oh my <laughs> the boys got together and we just, you know, we work out every single morning at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I say that is because you have to dedicate time to pray. One of the videos that I was uh, watching recently, um, it was John Piper giving this message. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, the devil defeats most prayer before it happens because we didn't make a plan. Mm-hmm. And then later he says, uh, sin doesn't keep me from praying righteousness keeps me from praying and so yeah pretty convicting stuff yeah so the first thing if you're struggling with prayer i would say just dedicate time to pray um the second thing i guess most people struggle with is uh what do they even pray about in the same video from john (laughs) piper he says um use the bible and turn it into prayer um that passage that made you feel convicted um turn it into prayer and invite god in so he can help you um he didn't say that. That was just my summary of that part. <laughs> LOL. Sorry, John Piper, if you're listening to this. One. Plagiarism. <laughs> yeah, don't sue us. Two, I'm a huge fan. And if uh, <laughs> please reach out to us. <laughs> if John Piper's listening to this, you know that this podcast has like blown up. Let's get this podcast <laughs> to number one in the world. Or at least it, it, let's start off in the country for spiritual and Christianity topics or uh, John Piper, if you're listening, will you be a guest on my next podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me know so I can come. <laughs> so yeah, so what do what do you pray about? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things he did say, um, just pray in circles. So start from the inside out. So obviously start off your prayer with the prayer of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, so important thanking God for who He is and what He's done. Um, and then just start off with yourself. You know, we're all very needy people. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I pray, I probably pray for you know. 
a hundred things just like <laughs> in about my life mm-hmm. um so we're very needy people we're very we need a god and so um start off your prayer with just starting off from yourself mm. and then from there move on to an even bigger circle to your family mm-hmm. you know if anyone's sick or if anyone's struggling with anything or if mm-hmm. you just want to give uh some of them like good vibes just just pray about that yeah and from there you know move on to some of your friends and mm-hmm. then your community things that you want to see change in your community or you pray that your community um, truly surrenders and comes to know God and then from the world. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. It really turns you from, um, you know, thinking just solely about yourself to thinking about others yeah. kind of gets you, um, like we were talking last week, it gets you in the mind of multiplication in the yes. mind for making disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would also say as a piece of advice to give mm-hmm. to someone who's struggling with prayer, you kind of mentioned it is just go to scripture. Yes. Look for examples in scripture. Um, I have a kind of a list of examples that people can go to. Uh, Matthew six, you mentioned this earlier, the yeah. Lord's prayer, John 17, which is Jesus's high priestly prayer. This is, he models prayer so well in this. I mean, it's Jesus. Obviously he's going to model it well. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um, Matthew 26, Jesus's prayer in the garden. Mm-hmm. And then Philippians four gives us a guide. It kind of outlines prayer for us. It says uh, by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, make your request known. And, this is what it means. Um, an action of asking or begging for something earnestly and humbly. Ooh. That's good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just emphasizes ex- exactly everything that we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, begging God humbly and earnestly like letting your heart be known letting the vulnerable state of your heart be known to the lord that's what supplication means Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what's laid out for us in philippians um i think a such a beautiful example of this is in daniel chapter Mm -hmm. 9 i'm reading daniel with some other girls that i'm discipling and we just discussed this chapter Um, and if you haven't read daniel one Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need commentary for it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> um, but in chapter 9, Daniel prays on behalf of Israel to the Lord. And he, this prayer is heartbreaking and it's influential and it's a surrender to the Lord. It's a plea for Israel. It's an exaltation of the Lord all in one. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And so most of the examples that I just gave were of Jesus's prayers. So if you want an example, I mean, there's other examples of people who aren't Jesus praying that like follow the model of prayer that's given in Philippians four, yeah. but Daniel nine is one that I recently came across. And so that's the one that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to go to an example like that, I highly recommend just reading Daniel nine and just seeing how he lays out his prayer. Yeah. Um, and so the the kind of common aspects that all of these prayers give mm-hmm. um, are thanksgiving and praise, repentance, mm-hmm. and request, making your request known. So starting with thanksgiving, um, for those of you who maybe don't know what to praise God for, you don't know what to thank him for, um, start by asking the question, what characteristics about God do I admire? Ooh. For example... Okay. Um, in my prayers, nine times out of ten, I will start my prayer by saying, 
Father, thank you for loving me and pursuing me. Because God's love and his pursuit of me mm-hmm. are two of the aspects of his character that I so deeply adore. Also asking the question, what am I, what can I think, mm-hmm. thank God for? You know, what are the things in my life that he's been faithful for? Um, and this doesn't necessarily have to be these major life-changing moments, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but even the small things in life, like yeah. the fact that I got up this morning and I'm breathing and I'm attentive, mm-hmm. um, that's something to be thankful for. Exactly. You just have to be that humble sometimes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've kind of mentioned multiple times um, about going to scripture and praying, but also that's a really good way of thanksgiving and praise as well. Mm-hmm. There are so many passages in scripture Psalms is a great example of just praise to God. And so looking up a psalm of praise and just literally praying the psalm mm-hmm. out loud is a, is a really great way. The second step or the second aspect of prayer is repentance. Mm-hmm. I think this is an aspect that is so important. It's the idea of coming to the Lord in humility mm-hmm. instead of with your own agenda. Yes. Because I think so many times... We come, I already mentioned this, but we come to God with our own agenda. And so a lot of times we'll come to God and just automatically just say, okay, God, I need you to do this for me, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. God wants us to ask things of him. But first and foremost, like we've said, he wants our heart. Yeah. So coming to him with that confession, expressing your true unhindered feelings to God, mm-hmm. um, and then also just in the traditional sense, repenting of your sins, repenting for the things that you've done that have been disobedient to God or have not honored God, puts you in a state to where your request is going to be heard and accepted by God so much better than it would have come from a heart that is is trying to hide something from God or hasn't been completely honest with God. Yeah. And then the, the last aspect um, is just making your request known. And for the purpose of acclimate time before you read the Bible, I think this is a great place to ask for that wisdom and understanding that we Mm. were talking about um, more at the beginning of you need divine guidance and insight to understand a divine book. Yes. So this is a perfect place to ask for that. Yeah. (laughs) Psalm 119 is a really great psalm to pray over this. Mm -hmm. Not the entire thing. because I mean, you can pray the entire thing if you want. It'll take you a while. (laughs) (laughs) But like one of the verses says, open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your law. Like even just that simple verse Mm -hmm. expresses your heart to know God's heart Mm -hmm. and your humility of I'm not going to understand this on my own. So I need your wisdom and insight. Open Mm -hmm. my eyes to this. That was good. Thanks. So is there anything else? Um, that you would like to add that we haven't already talked about. I mean, we've talked about a lot, but I want to give you the chance to mention anything that we we haven't gone over yet. Mm -hmm. One last thing that I want to reemphasize is just honest prayers. Mm. A lot of people have bought into the idea that, you know, we have our prayers have to be nice and fancy and everything. Um, Don't pray fancy prayers to show off your righteousness. Uh, Pray Mm -hmm. honest, intentional prayers um, just to show God who you truly are. Try to be as humble as you can with your prayers. Um, I'm reminded of this passage um, from First Peter 5 that says, Cast all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. Um, not because, you know, he needs to, just because he needs to hear your prayer because he truly cares for you. And um, 
I guess from my my personal experience, I'll uh, I guess I'll share this. I've noticed that once I truly have like those ugly like truthful prayers that mm. where I don't let my pride hold me back, where I just um, try to be as humble as I can and just like just share everything mm-hmm. um, to God is when I um, feel fully satisfied with mm-hmm. my prayer, but then also fully satisfied in him because I know that um, because of Jesus' work on the cross, I am loved. Mm. Uh, there's this proverb that I'm reminded of. Proverbs 3.34 says, For God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Mm. We truly have to be humble um, when coming new, uh, to God in prayer. So, mm. yeah. That's a great place to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with mm-hmm. me and talking about honest prayers and what your prayer looks like. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate it. No, oh, thank you. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Tell your friends. Go tell John Piper. Yeah. John Piper, if you're listening, <laughs> please h- hook us up. Please be on the podcast. <laughs> for real. It's been so awesome seeing the work God's done in Jesus' life and all the growth that he's had since he first stepped into our ministry. I'm so glad that we got to hear from him about the importance of prayer and acclimating your heart. Next week, we're going to have another amazing Coastal College student leader join us to talk about what I'm calling How to Read Your Bible Part 1. This is going to go over the behold part of the Abide Bible Reading Method, which is all about making observations as you read the text. So don't miss my conversation with Kayla, and make sure to subscribe to get new episodes every Monday. I hope you'll have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week.